0: Cheerios taste like filet young compared to kicks. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music.
1: Everybody have fun tonight. <laughs> Everybody wang chung tonight. <laughs> the movies. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. Great. you probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring.
0: Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And B-Rad. And today we review listener picks for our summer playlist.
1: That's kid stuff. Kid stuff? How about the tunes? I want you to want me, the dream police.
0: Don't forget, we are a member of the CLNS Podcast Network now. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media Mobile App.
2: If I just need to say that like 12 more times, Brad, and I'll have it down. I think you can also find our URL scrawled on the men's room in uh, Times Square. Just
0: the bit.ly version, though.
2: Because otherwise, have you seen our URL now? It's really long.
0: They're quite impressive, bordering on spectacular. There's all this tracking codes and stuff, and all this stuff that people are really fascinated by. But I think they really rather st- <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> talk about this show. So a couple of weeks ago, we did a um, Brad and I and uh, Jen, Jen with with one in. We had this idea to kind of replicate or clone, as you would say, um, our podcast from maybe ten years ago, where we talked about you know great great songs that remind us of the summer in the 80s. And we asked you to uh, submit some of your ideas for what are your favorite songs that remind you of the summer. And it's always like a hit and miss kind of thing. Sometimes we ask you guys for stuff and you, you email in like crazy and then other times it's like, you know, crickets. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but this time we actually got a lot of emails. And so, we did.
2: We got some great suggestions.
0: Right. So Brad went through it and combed through the, the initial batch I went through. I found a couple others that um, people had just sent to me and not to Not to Brad. And um, so we've picked five songs. Some of them have stories behind them. Some of them do not. Some of these are obscure. Some are not. We have three slightly less obvious songs and then two two real no-brainers. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: Which is, you know, and it, it makes for a, you know, it's like a good soup. It's a good blend of, of yes. spices and stuff. <laughs> you know, the, the playlist, I'm, I'm really glad people send in suggestions because we started with six songs, which is, what, about enough for you to drive to the grocery store and back? So now we've got a nice healthy list that you can put on shuffle and kind of enjoy while you do your stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's get started. Um, here's a pick from Dave August The Itch by Kix.
2: Dave sent us a note. Brad, why don't you read it? Oh, sure. Uh, Dave writes, growing up in Baltimore in the 80s, it was all about the trips down the ocean to Ocean City, Maryland. I'm sorry if I butchered that. I don't try and do accents because I can't. Uh, And in Baltimore, the music royal family is a band called Kicks. These guys played ocean venues continually. You'd be wearing your black and rainbow OP swim trunks and sneak into a beach bar to hear them. Every boombox not owned by a Madonna girl would have a Kix cassette <laughs> nearby. So, for my deep cut summer song, it is "The Itch" by Kix.
0: I, I like this song. I do too. I, it's catchy it, as hell. I, I, I know Kix, but I not I was never like a huge fan or anything. But yeah. I love his little slam
2: on Madonna. I'll take that any day. Yeah, you will. That's that's just pandering to you. And and as we've said many times, <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Uh yeah, I think this is great. It's just a straight ahead rocker, you know. I don't know if they get more glammy later, but they were not really on my radar at the time, but I really like this song. This uh, this song is actually a deep cut from I guess their 1981
0: self-titled debut album. Yeah, I think they sold it on the cereal aisle, right? <laughs> yeah, there was a cereal named Kicks, and I hated it. I know it's it
2: good. I really liked it. <laughs> really? It tasted like nothing. I well, that's the kind of cereal my mom would buy us. Uh, it was even sadder I- like Cheerios.
0: Cheerios taste like filet mignon compared to Kix. <laughs> Which in itself yes. is kind of a weird what analogy. What are you having about? for breakfast,
2: Mr. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm having the filet mignon of cereals. <laughs> no, <it's> Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> you were having the Kmart of cereals. Oh, man. I was just happy to have some cereal. I love oh,
0: cereal. Oh, who did that? Someone did that the other day. When they, they said, so it's such and such as the Kmart of – oh, they <laughs> – said that uh, – John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band is the uh Kmart version of Bruce Springsteen. Someone <laughs> someone said that uh after I posted that montage from Rocky Four, and I thought that was brilliant. That's really funny. That <laughs> is but uh yeah, I like those songs. I I'm kind of envious of people who grew up in the Northeast, you know. They they definitely have better stories and they had they had more entertainment options than we had down here. You know, we would just chase snakes around in drainage <laughs> sewage. Like go, go gator fishing.
2: Yeah, throw a, a tennis, tennis ball. Tell
0: your story. George. Tell your story about that.
2: Oh, uh, so I met somebody uh, this week, uh, one of my wife's coworkers who's, uh, uh grew up in small town in Florida, and was talking about how you could catch gators with a tennis ball. And I thought she was making it up. I'm like, there's no way. She's like, no, yeah, you tie it on the end of a fishing rod, and you throw it out there, and gators will hit anything that's floating, basically. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I asked you, I asked Steve about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, we used to do that. <laughs>
0: I mean, when you're a kid, you know, like especially the early part of the '80s, I mean, we used to um let me play with Apex Predators. This seems like a good idea. Yeah. You didn't, have, you didn't have any fear. I think the only thing I was ever really afraid of were um, water moccasins. Sure, yeah, because those things, you know, you, you get a hold of one of those, and it's pretty much game over, man. Doctor but, says you're gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> but for some reason, gators never really. Gators are. Or any of those things never really bugged me all that much. Now, as I'm a grown adult, um, they scare the hell out of me. But um, (laughs) I won't get into fresh water in Florida. Period. So, um, but anyway, me either. What this has to do with kicks, I do not know. Other than either, let's move on. (laughs) Uh, Number two on our list, Uh, the list as the show spirals into decline within the first ten minutes. One of the more obvious picks, but still a great one. And I think uh, I'd be really be hard-pressed to find anyone who doesn't associate this with summer. This is Don Henley, the Boys of Summer.
2: So, Brad, who suggested this song? So, uh, this was sent in by Eric, the 16-bit kid, Berube, uh, and he sent us a little note along with it. Uh, he says, as you guys know, I'm from St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. What you don't know is 15 minutes away from my town, there's a small beach community by the name of Port Stanley, Ontario, named after Edward Smith Stanley, the 14th Earl of Derby. <laughs> he was a hockey enthusiast. Really? He also is the donor of the first Stanley Cup in 1893. How fitting for Canada. Uh, Anyway, the beach community was our summer heaven. On hot summer weekend nights, you could typically find us at Pierside, the local watering hole, and hang out for us youngins. On Friday nights, i drive around gathering all my friends to take them down to the beach. I'm always the designated driver since I don't drink. But after a long night of dancing and carrying on with my friends, i drag the last of the hooligans out of the bar and back into my car, and we set out back home. The last song of the night is always Don Henley's Boys of Summer. Some don't like it but it's my car and it's a free ride. So tough cookies. I always feel good about making sure all my people are home safe and sound after the late night snack stop at McDonald's and we can rinse and repeat the process next weekend. Wow. That's awesome. That's a great yeah, memory. That is a good, that is a good memory. So
0: vivid Could use your snack stop right now at McDonald's. yeah, um, uh, I saw Don Henley, gosh, in the nineties, mid nineties, he came through St. Petersburg it was the tenth anniversary of some radio station, and okay. so all I had the tickets the concert. Yeah, so it was like, and so all the tickets were ten dollars. So you could basically Ooh. see Don Henley for ten dollars. Can't say no to that. They, they packed a huge crowd, and this is right on the heels of this album coming out. So I mean, it was it was it was the album of the summer, or whatever it must have been summer because the rest of the story will give it away. Um, they they packed us all into what would later become the Tropicana field, the home of the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, yeah. But at that time we didn't have a baseball team yet. So they basically just used it for tractor shows and concerts and <laughs> stuff like that. Arena, shows. <laughs> arena football. Um, okay. Stuff like that. So uh, roommate and I headed out to the show and uh, it was one of those epic Florida rainstorm kind of days where it just comes down like a, just like buckets and the streets flood in St. Petersburg. Was women like and children. Yes. So we, we were in downtown St. Pete. The stadium was probably about eh, four miles away and we drove down the street. The street was flooded. The uh, car hits the water pew, dies on us right then and there. So I think we'd had a couple to drink at this point. Uh, probably more than a couple. And so we got out and we're like, it's only like X number of blocks to the stadium. So we walked and it probably took us two hours to get there. Um, Through the driving rainstorm, through like some of the worst neighborhoods in St. Petersburg, we walked all the way to see uh, Don Henley play that night. And then I I know we had to get a um, cab to take us back to our apartment back in Tampa the next day. And, Call Triple A the next morning to get it. But um, so, so that when ten I think dollar of, ticket costs you a little bit. Yeah, it costs us a lot. But uh you know, Henley was at the height of his game back then and that was yeah. the sure time I've ever had to see him live. I, he doesn't tour all that much, or at least yeah, not I've down here. I've never seen him. I've never seen him.
2: I like the song. It reminds me of a, a college girlfriend that, you know, we would never see each other during the summer, so we would always kinda of drift apart. Was it how long how long did you date this girl? <sighs> most of college. Oh, wait a minute. Like, I, don't I don't know like these stories. Yeah, this is the one you don't like to talk about. There's just nothing good to talk about there. It's like but two people did. being bad to each other. I know, but for so long. Yeah, I don't and, know. And you it just, doesn't make a lot of sense to me now.
0: It doesn't make a lot of sense to me at all because you're not that kind of guy.
2: To you date people for a long time? Well, to like be in a
0: bad relationship for that long.
2: Well, but I, you know, you're young. You don't know what... Good, bad, whatever is. I mean, like, on the surface of it, I thought my parents had a great relationship, but in reality, they were like a year and a half away from a divorce, so, oh. you know, you just don't, I don't know. I, I I chalk it up to my youthfulness and inability to kind of take charge of my own life a little bit.
0: Are you going to lay in bed tonight and slowly sing the words of the song as you gently
2: fade to black? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy to say that I've, I've, <laughs> no. story. I've moved on from College Brad. College Brad's in my rearview mirror. Just oh like, like gosh, that guy with the no deadhead man. sticker on the Cadillac. Oh, man. Don't look back, Steve. You can never look back. Actually, that's all we do on this show. Thank you
0: <laughs> it's all we do on this show. If you tell me <laughs> I can't do that, then I really, I really will fade it back. Yeah,
2: oh, this show is over. Well, that's, we've made it 409 episodes. It's nice talking to you yeah, guys. See you next time. Yeah, sometimes things have to end.
0: Um, here's one of the picks. This next pick, pick number three, is one of the picks that we got the last minute. And um, I really like this song. It is... Uh, I'll tell you more about it when we get through it. Um, this song is called "All Is Yellow" by Otto defey. So this song was suge- I love this song by the way did did you not like immediately find it catchy
2: I'd never heard it and then I got online when we got this suggestion and started listening to it like this is a great song a really it's fun re- song
0: it's really fun it's so unusual um, this song was suggested by Ray uh, this song was suggested by Noel O'Regan of Ireland uh, there's a more Irish name I do not know what it could be we have and- three
2: international listeners yes <laughs> yes
0: the, um, so I had to Google it cause I've never heard of auto de fe and the first thing that comes up when you search for auto de fe is it's a ceremony <laughs> for pronouncing judgment during the Spanish inquisition.
2: Yeah. They burn people at the stake primarily. Right. So
0: basically, yeah, this is a band that named themselves after people being burned at the stake, which is yeah. a little unusual. Um, um, it's auto a fe- dichotomy here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much damn dichotomy. Uh, Otto de Fe, actually, uh, an Irish new wave musical band formed in the Netherlands, which I don't know how that makes them Irish, but that it does. That's what Wikipedia says. They are my only source here for information because, like I said, completely out of the blue. I, for all I know, Noel O'Regan created this Wikipedia page just to fool us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I put one over on those guys. Well, if that's true, Noel, that's a damn catchy song you wrote for yourself. Yes,
0: it's fantastic. Anyway, um, the band obviously used uh, keyboards, electronics. Uh, they had a string of singles between 1982 and 1985. Um, some of the other ones you might remember are <laughs> <or> not. <laughs> November, November, Bad Experience. And there's one called Man of Mine, uh, which features uh, mid your on guitar. So that's pretty cool. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, wow, that is so. cool. Anyway, they, they have a, a live CD out there somewhere. Um, the band itself, though, split up in 1986, so... Yeah, the the one
2: sad thing about this song is not on Spotify, so I could not add it to the playlist. Yeah, so you have, have to, go to make to, a YouTube version of this right. playlist too.
0: So yeah, YouTube is your only uh, source of joy for this. But I like this song, and it's a good one. Oh, Obviously, yeah, it's, it's great. a really fun song. It's a great pick for this for this uh, set list. Uh, number pick number four uh, of our five reader picks for this week. Um, this one's gonna the song is very obvious, but the, the person who suggested it is so so. What's the word I'm looking for here?
2: Um kind of contrary Unexpected. to form. Yes. Yeah. This is
0: it's so it's so anti what we know of him. It's so but, running towards danger. It is. Pick number four by Asia, Heat of the Moment.
1: And now you find yourself in empty two. Let this go outside for you. You can't concern yourself with
0: Obvious pick, yes, but
2: who? Brad suggested. When you ask yourself who would be the least likely person to suggest an Asia song, who is the first person that comes to mind?
0: Well, aside from any female,
1: (laughs) oh right, right,
2: male. Okay, yes. Well, this was suggested by Doctor Dim. Wow. Yeah, Scrape yourself up off the floor to 80s Nation. It's true. Uh, He writes, It says summer to me because I can recall a summer spent cruising around St. Paul in my friend's mom's Chevy Laguna, (laughs) 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 listening to that song as loud as possible. See? I can appreciate some popular stuff. Some. Let's not get carried away. Uh, Yeah, this song was omnipresent that year. It was on Video Jukebox, on HBO. It was on the radio. I had the cassette. You know, just nonstop with those. Was it? 16 panes that it kind of would span through the video.
0: I saw them on there when they did the first reunion tour back sometime like 10 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. They, they formed the original four guys um, reunited and they, they went out and they played their debut album uh, every song and then they played oh, wow. like uh, other, oh, that na- other than that they played like a few hits from their other um, records. But um And of course we just lost John Wetton um, yeah. recently. I know they're touring right now with Journey. Asia is, oh, and someone has stepped in to to take uh, John Wetton's uh, role in the band, and I think that was going to happen anyway because I, th- it w- it wasn't a surprise. I mean, John, yeah, John was he, sick. he
2: was having health problems, yeah,
0: and he had said that his doctor had said, um, you know, you can't tour, uh, at least not right away, and um, yeah. So uh, from what I understand, there, you know, the, the tributes continue in for him, and, and rightfully so they weren't everybody's cup of tea, but you can't deny how many great songs come off the first Asia album.
2: Yeah. And so much rhyming in the lyrics, always rhyming. Yeah. But
0: also, I mean, John Wetton's like personal hell that from his private life is represented in, in so many of his songs. And you definitely yeah. hear it in this one as well. And, um, if you go through his whole discography, you, you will, you will pretty much hear the, the, the lament and torment of a
2: guy who's really been yeah. dragged to the And party. this song this yeah. song has there's the acoustic version that they do of this that it's just it's a completely different song. Yeah. You get a completely different read on it and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is this is a serious downer song when you hear that version of it. Which it I really is. like
1: <laughs> I really I like I don't <laughs> I think
0: we were too young at the time to to kind of, we just thought it was a great song. We we didn't, it's a catchy song, yeah. The, the, the message behind the lyrics never really occurs to you when you're yeah. 12 years old or whatever. The drummer However, man, he's really villain. <laughs> this is a song about pain, man. It's a anyway. Song about, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, we will be saved by the obscurity, but the, also the um, unqualified greatness of our final pick from our our listeners. Uh, this is "Still in Hollywood" by Concrete Blonde. I'm a Our good friend Tor Hansen. Uh, oh, my gosh. Tor is the greatest, he, by the way. I think uh, we're going
2: to name him the official poet of the Stuck in the 80s <laughs> podcast because this letter was poetry. Read the Read the letter. So Tor writes, this memory is not particularly idyllic. I had an uncle, big drug problem, he scraped by on the streets of Hollywood for years until my grandma dragged him back home to get clean in the mid-80s. In an effort to welcome Uncle G back into the fold, my parents thought it would be good sport to let the man take his 13-year-old nephew, a.k.a. me, who was visiting on summer break from Northern California, downtown to tour his former haunts of ignotomy. (laughs) Insert WTF reaction here. (laughs) Yeah. During our tour of downtown Hollywood, we dined with a pimp at Okie Dog, turned down smack at least once, and met a petite but grizzled 65-year-old woman named Pepper who stood under five feet tall and had one eye. Pepper... (laughs) Paints a picture, doesn't he? Pepper wore tight, low-slung jeans paired with a backless pink halter, and she thought nothing of chasing a putrescent giant off our bus for sitting too close to young girls with his hands in his pockets. My uncle and I hung with Pepper for a good long bus ride. We shared some blackjack gum, and she informed me that she was the mayor of Hollywood. I think it was an unofficial title. (laughs) Anyway, when I heard Still in Hollywood a couple years later with the line, On the bus today I met the queen of L.A., I thought of Pepper and my first trip into the other side of Tinseltown. The song still evokes all of that eye-opening day pretty strongly. And it also makes me think about my mom and dad and realize I might not follow their parenting guide, but quite as closely as I thought. Wow, Tor. That is amazing. Uh, What a great story. And it's a great song. Again, it's got this just really great beat, driving beat, and it's just gritty and if you've ever been in LA you know not in front of Grumman's Chinese but like four blocks off of it in the middle of the summer and it's just hot and yeah that's that's LA right there that's that this song is about that part of LA i was
0: there in hollywood what was it about 5 years ago that, that i came out there for a show at the hollywood bowl
2: and you were you hosted I think it's us a little bit more than that but yeah
0: and I remember going in front of the Chinese theater and thinking, this is not Hollywood. And I remember thinking, this is the most <laughs> uncomfortable place I've ever been. Because it's all the, it's it's all got the a skeezy vibe, people, yeah. all the skeezy people wearing all the costumes and trying to you know get your photo taken with them and you have to give yeah. them some money. I just wanted to get the hell out of there
2: when I was... Yeah. The last time I was down there, I believe it or not, I had a meeting in a building across the street, and we were coming in from the parking garage, and what should I see but Spider-Man changing out of his skivvies <laughs> in the alley by the dumpster. Like, okay. that's, that's, that's Hollywood right there. There it all oh, is in one little you know one little postcard. That is nasty. Tour
0: was great on the last cruise, by the way. Um, I didn't really stay. I mean, you know me, I, mean, I kind of go to bed like around 1 o'clock every night on the cruise, but there was one night that I was hanging out with Tor and his friends, and we we stayed awake till I think four, and we shut down the disco, and then we went looking for food, and there was no food at five four in the morning. <laughs> like the like the the kitchen had just shut yeah, down. Yeah, The kitchen off, was closed, and we were like just dying. No. Like we needed some like I buzz need a club
2: sandwich.
0: Yes, like in the worst way. And I thought about I go back to my room, and but you know damn well room service is going to take forever. It's take two, it's, two hours. Yeah. yeah. Might as well order breakfast while I'm at it, and I, so I just remember I remember going to sleep that night, you know, just going, oh, just let me, just let me wake up the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, you, when you hang out with Tor, man, you better be ready to, to have some fun. Was you better
2: just, bring it. Yeah. it. It was, it was great.
0: Um, anyway, sure. uh, we also had some other uh, honorable mentions. Um, uh brad what were some of the honorable mentions that we got?
2: yeah i pulled some out songs that i really like panama by van halen i think is just an ultimate summer song just a great cruising car song um freaks come out at night because honestly that's when you know when you're a teenager you're a kid uh you know nighttime is summer is about night was about nighttime for me like hanging out with my friends hard to say i'm sorry that's a good pick because it's also from the movie summer lovers that's true that's true. That's why I
0: put that on the honorable mentions list for you. I have that, I have that DVD. So- you know what? I may have given it to a friend at work and then
2: that person was fired like the next week. <laughs> well, you're never going to see that again. I'm never going to see that CD again. Yeah. So we'll we'll republish the link to this playlist. A lot of people sent in songs. I will say that if you're an overachiever and sent in 12 songs, we'll probably just picked a couple. Uh, but it's it's growing. If you have picks, send them in and we'll just keep adding to it. Yeah, if we if we get five or six more great ones, maybe we'll do a part three of this series because I really
0: enjoy it. In the meantime, there's something else I'd really like to enjoy. <laughs> That's the, this is the worst segue ever. <laughs> uh, the segues. Ah, the miscore refrain that is name that '80s tune. Uh, we would do a reader mailbag, but the whole show has basically been a reader mailbag, so we'll just skip right ahead. So meta, uh, <laughs> it is. As always, you know the drill here. We will play we played a snippet of a, a song from the eighties, if you can get it right. You're entered into the drawing for some swag, which at this point in time is mainly just uh bottle openers. I I have found in the midst of all my unpacking here at the new lair, I have found the trucker hats, or I did at one point have them. I, I'm looking around right now and I don't see them as I sit here <laughs> in my opulent office. But I will find them and I will send them. You know, so don't worry about it. Anyway, Jen with One End picked this week's song, which is why it's a little different than what we normally pick, but that's a good thing, as we've learned. Pay attention, here is the mystery song. That's Mercedes Boy by Pebbles.
2: I thought maybe that came out of your collection Ew. this
0: was like late 80s wasn't it was it not yeah nah, not my not my thing the late 80s I had checked out you know I was I don't know what I was listening to probably you were, you were already
2: wistful for the <laughs> early
0: 80s I was listening to like Don Henley who gurus Husker oh, Dude, Huda gurus stuff Love like that um, Captain Beefheart weird just random crazy stuff so anyway we didn't have a lot of people who got it right Brad uh, you can probably get this
2: with half a breath Oh, well, let's see what we got here. Today's winners include Michael in St. John's, Kevin Pipe Wench, Maria in Bradenton, Joseph Perdue, and Brock in North Dakota. Pay attention. Here's this week's Mystery Tune.
0: If you know it, email us at podcast at dot 80scom and tune in next week to find out if you're a winner.
1: What's up? happening, hot
0: stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for a mystery movie moment. Uh, we'll play a snippet of a movie from the 80s if you get it right. Again, you're entered into the drawing for some fun stuff. Pay attention. Here was the clip from the last show. Fellas.
2: The frog's ass watertight.
0: Yep, that's gung-ho, which doesn't get nearly enough love on the show as it should.
2: That's true. It's
0: never on TV. You never, ever see it. And you also <laughs> forget that they turned it into a TV show that didn't last very
2: long afterwards. Either. They did? Yep. So there well, you go. I guess, you know, you got a factory setting. All kinds of hijinks could happen every week. Sure,
1: yeah, and You could
2: learn a valuable lesson about yourself in 30 minutes. We ought to probably do a whole podcast on movies that were turned into TV shows that we never remembered from the That's
0: 80s. That's a really good idea. Ferris Bueller. Yeah, Parker Lewis yeah. Can't Lose. Um, can't, weird yeah, yeah, Parker Lewis TV did show. Ferris Bueller better. I know Animal House was turned into Delta House on TV, That's but it right. might not have made it into
2: the 80s. We just watched that last night. Cameron and I watched that.
0: Did you really? Yeah,
2: it's the first time he's ever seen it. He's he was his head off.
0: How do you handle it when the whole nudity thing happens?
2: You know, it's just him and me this weekend, so it just (laughs) rolls.
0: Okay. I'm always curious, you know. You know, you can always call me and ask me how I would deal with these situations. (laughs)
2: Uh, You know what? I I may start doing that. Anyway, read the word. Should I send him more beer money or should I just send it for pizza and hot tubbing? Uh, Winners this week include... Eric, the 16-bit kid, Barube in Saint Thomas, Ontario. Ron Raymond, the main benevolent 80s overlord. Dave Parrot, Jonathan Bowering, Dave Augiagos, Tom Korn in Austria, Shazam in Saint Louis, Tim and Toad Suck, DJ and Clinton, Canuck and Cali, Todd Pletz, Alan Titus, and Mal McNeil from Northern Ireland. Oh wow, that's a new one. Yeah, actually, I had a I had a really interesting email exchange with Mal. He, uh, um, Katie and I, we worked together. We did a project in North Ireland, and he was actually familiar with the installation we did. He's like, oh yeah, we used to go to see that all the time. That's cool. Small world. Nice guy. (laughs) uh,
0: Let's go ahead and spin the uh, the wheel of destiny and find out who wins something this week.
2: Oh, let me me get oiled up here. Okay, you ready? Yep. Nothing brings me as much joy
0: as that particular moment in every podcast for some reason. Uh, it's going to land on. It's going to land on. Alan Titus, you are this week's lucky winner.
1: Woohoo!
0: Uh, send us your uh, Snap Mail address and we will get some fun going your way. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. You're a heterosexual,
1: and a damn good one.
0: If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break.
1: Get your ski shined up, grab a stick of juicy fruit. The taste is gonna move ya. Take a snip, pull it out taste is gonna move ya when you pop it in your mouth juicy fruit is gonna move ya. it juice the salt it gets right to you juicy fruit the taste the taste the taste is gonna move ya.
0: back we have just a few minutes left i thought it's time to play a tradition we have here called what's your 80s obsession brad what is your 80s obsession this week
2: oh my 80s obsession this week came up when i uh, was driving around in the car with my son and the uh, mr mr song kiri came on which my friends and i always used to sing as carry a laser down the road that i must travel <laughs> Mainly because we thought it was funny. I mean, every time I make that joke, one of my friends are like, you realize that's Latin and that's a church thing. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm just having a good time with this. But uh, I just, I love that kind of stuff. I love the, the when people mishear lyrics. There was a, a phone commercial a couple of years ago that had um, Rock the Casbah and the guys were singing it Rock the Cat Box. Do you remember Yeah, that? yeah sheep don't like it <laughs> oh, yeah rock the cat box so i i just that stuff just cracks me up i love that stuff so if you have any send them to me and we'll we'll talk about them in a future
0: episode we could do a whole show on misheard 80s lyrics starting right with uh billy squire and long live skunk man
2: <laughs> skunk,
0: skunk. <laughs>
2: Made a whole lot more sense to me than stroke me, stroke me did when I was 11 years old. Well, you know, give it a, give it a couple of years. You had it all figured out, I'm sure. (laughs) So, Steve, what's your 80s obsession? This is so weird. I have no, I have no reason for this, but Thomas Dolby
0: has been on my mind a lot this week. He's going to be on the 80s cruise next year. And, um, Kevin Wench, who does the, um, Lost and Found in the '80s blog items for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he did a whole week where he basically was either it was either a Thomas Dolby song or a song that Thomas helped somebody else. He wrote do. a lot for other people. He did. Yeah. He was fantastic, and he served as like a, he was a keyboard player on Foreigner Four and stuff like that. And yeah, he's he's been around and done a lot of amazing things. He's far more interesting in life than any of us will ever lead. I was listening to his music like all week long. And I think I kept sending you links. Like I sent you a link. Oh, to yeah. Uh, I think I put your open the suitcase. pirate
2: twins on the playlist and yeah. And that song, what was it? I live in a suitcase. <laughs> Such a good song.
0: Specifically the version of it. That's from his soul inhabitant tour, which I saw back.
2: Was that when you interviewed him?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was like early in stuck in 80s history. I think maybe the first couple of years and like, I, you know, not the greatest, I'm not the greatest interviewer period. And in the early days I was even worse but I, I did specifically ask him about that song and he talked about how he was on, where's, where's the observatory in, in LA? Is it on a hill, like a mountain or something? Yeah. yeah, It's up uh, Griffith park. Yeah. Griffith park. So he was there one night visiting or whatever. And there was a power outage in LA or something like, so he sat on the hill or sat outside the observatory and just looked out over the city and, you know, pretty much shrouded in darkness for a change. And he had just moved to LA, I think. And, um, the lyrics to this song came to him at that moment, and he wrote it. It's a hauntingly brilliant song. I don't even know if those words belong together, but there's hard otherwise to describe the song. I hope he plays it on the cruise. I really hope he does. For whatever reason lately, I've also been like, I, I changed the promo for the for the cruise on uh, on our Twitter feed to like it's now it shows him every time instead of Rick Springfield. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of really I don't know why I'm just I'm in Adobe. State of Mind. Have
2: you read his book that was out? Maybe no, in the last. No, I, so? I, I,
0: I think I want to. It. I think you'd I enjoy I it. To. It's good.
2: You know what? I have one other '80s obsession to mention to '80s Nation, and that's uh, Steve Spears is my '80s obsession. <laughs> no.
0: I'm nobody's yeah. a these days. No, well,
2: Steve sent me a really uh, very thoughtful birthday gift that I got yesterday. He got Martha Quinn to sign a copy of the VJ book and sent it to me. Uh, and I just i was really touched. I just got it yesterday, Steve. So thank oh, you very much Oh, I, for I that. didn't know you got it already. That's great. Just arrived. Very thoughtful. What it's great guy. Totally no, not at all. What did she uh, write? You know. But did she right? She wrote, uh, here, let's see if I can find it. She wrote, B-Rad. Well, first there's a card that says, happy birthday, Brad. And then there's two. be red. Always remember, you are far superior to... No. Uh, always remember, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Feel the need for speed and don't you forget about me. Your friend and all that is awesome, Martha Quinn.
0: Oh, that's really nice. Yeah.
2: Very sweet. Very thoughtful.
0: Oh, that's cool. Well, good. I'm glad you got it. Happy birthday a few weeks
2: late. I'll
0: take it. <laughs> <laughs> Just hey, glad
2: to be here. Hope I can help the team. <laughs>
0: That's all we have time for this week. Don't forget, show some love for one of our sponsors, HelloFresh. If you go to their website, uh, you get $30 off your first order if you use the promo code Radical30. I get it three times a week. I love it. It's uh, fantastic. Uh, It's more vegetables than I've ever had in my life, which is probably a good thing at my age. (laughs) Your your (laughs) mood
2: is improving with the vegetables.
0: I know. A lot of people have said that. They're like, you're in a better better place these days. I'm like, it's the vegetables. I'm telling you. (laughs)
2: Gastrointestinal health. It's a
0: good thing. turns out that pan pizza is not the way to get through life. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The 80s Cruise and 80s in the Sand, we're doing the trivia uh, challenges for both those uh, in the next uh, year. So reach out to us at podcast at uh, sit80s.com for uh, information about our promo codes. that can save you hundreds if not thousands on those. And in the meantime, my 50-year-old friend, Brad Williams, our awesome cool as hell friend, Martha Quinn, and the rest of us. We remain here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s.
2: Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.